Hello and welcome to Straight Dude Date Night, a show where two straight dudes go on a date and they review it. My name is David Stallings and I am one of these straight dudes. And I am Ricky the other. <laughs> great start, great start. <laughs> Today we have quite the special quite the special episode, quite the special review and date that we had today. But first, well, before we get into it, we will start by introducing our special super fan movie expert, Colton Wood. Colton, thank you so much. Take Thanks for seat. having me. Yeah. Take, uh, a, take a stand. seat. It's cool. You sure? Yeah. All right. All right, Colton. Did you enjoy the movie? No. Okay, great. We're off to a great start. Yes, we... Oh, man, today was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I lost a bet. Ricky did lose a bet. I'm a gambling man, and I lost a bet. All right, let me... I'll go into this real quick. You guys can jump in if I get anything wrong with this. We've mentioned this before on the show, that something happened leading up to this uh, movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. That's what we saw. Ricky had the great idea that us three were going to have a bet about it. Don't know why. Don't know why. Don't know why. It came up. And we we deliberated for an hour and a half about what it would be, and the bet was we would just simply force Colton, uh, super fan movie expert Colton, to come see the longest movie ever made, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Well, we started the bet because uh, we talked about this movie and how excited we were. I was it. very excited. And then I had mentioned that it's a book, mm -hmm. and you were like, oh, we should, I'm going to read that book probably. And I was like, you know what? I'll read the book too. And then Colton... <laughs> Looked at me and went, you're not going to read that book. And I oh. took personal offense to that. <laughs> so I said, I bet you I drink, I, I, I read that book. And he said, I know you, you're not going to do it. <laughs> so then I said, you know what? You're going to watch the movie with us. I'm going to read that book. And when I do, you're going to get drunk on the podcast and drink a bunch of beers beforehand. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're going to record with us. Oh yeah. There was the chance if we both did it, that he might drink that. Yeah. 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 But I said, if, if, one of us doesn't, then I'll drink the beers. And uh, I didn't read the book because the book is boring. I read the whole thing for this bet. I was right. Colton, he was right. you were spot on. I was right. I want to admit to you now, I was wrong. You were right. Thank you for knowing me better than myself. This is why we've been friends for a very, very, very long time. Yep. Ricky texts me. 20-something years now, probably. 25. Mm -hmm. Ricky actually tried to start the book before me and texted right, me. Yeah. He got like two chapters in and was like, bro. This is the most boring book I've ever read. I started in August. And that and yeah. then after two weeks of reading it, I went, I'm not gonna finish this. I can't book. do it. I can't do it. I'm not finishing this book. I knew immediately I wasn't gonna because it was way too long and mm -hmm. it was way too boring. And for people who like the book, good for you. I'm not a reader. Yeah. Personally. No, I, I you said you read the first chapter and I was like, Good for Ricky. You know? He's, wow, he's actually doing yeah, it. Yeah, he's doing it. I you know, I don't mind Here I am. <laughs> no, I don't mind drinking a few beers. I'm drinking one in solidarity right now. Mm -hmm. Uh but you know, that didn't last. Uh and uh I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Look, I don't drink much, so I'm gonna be very useless on this episode. <laughs> I just wanna get that out there now and uh take it away, gents. Okay. No, it's great. I'll it's be, great. Well, do we wanna how do we want to get into the movie itself first or the experience? Because <laughs> that's a different conversation. I probably need to give synopsis about the movie just in case okay. we start going into it. I do want to say because of this bet where I was so unsure about if I could potentially be forced into drinking, which I wanted that to be a 0% chance. Yeah, Dave don't drink. I did read the entire book and it took me three days to read the whole thing because I... I fell in love Good with it. Good for you, How many pages? David. How many pages? 
It's about 315, I think. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> it's not that bad. The thing is, is oh. we're reading that in like fourth grade. Ricky is right, though, that the beginning of it is a lot of like genealogy and just like, like the Bible. It's yeah, literally it's, the book of Genesis from the Bible. It's just it's culture. Nice. It's culture stuff so that you actually understand what's going on because there's a and lot what? going on. Yes. The whole headright system and everything and guardianship, they go into they go in depth because it's a crucial element of this whole story. Uh, and it's like. Yeah, if you're not into that, the the book is a lot of politics behind it too. Yeah, which I love reading that kind of stuff because I'm a weirdo. So I I loved this book, and then I became even more excited for this movie. I have never done that before. Of like read the book before the movie. Zero times have I done that. Yeah, didn't do it with uh, Lord of the Rings <laughs> or The Hobbit. No, nope. did you read either of those? I read uh I read Fellowship of the Ring like yeah. in eighth grade, I think. I recall and, that. Yeah, and that was. That was not a fun time. No? No, I remember the book being huge. Oh, bro. No, those are long books. Yes. Yeah, that's a different story. And that's just, as much as I love fantasy and like stuff like D&D and everything, books about it, don't like it. Yeah. Not yeah. a big fan. Those Get books it. are huge. Yeah. Those movies are great, though. Oh, they're great. The The books, if I did enjoy the books, then maybe I'd enjoy the movies even more, but I don't know. That just wasn't for me. See, I don't have that big of an imagination to read the book, so it's hard for me to paint a picture. This is why I do a movie podcast, mm -hmm. because I love visually understanding what's going the picture's on. picture's painted for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, like, but reading it, I have such a hard time piecing things together in my mind. Yeah. I've it, always had this issue. It can be a struggle sometimes with it, especially if, you're, if there's a hint that you might not understand fully what's going on in the book, then you're like... Even if you are trying to imagine it, there's a whole element of it that's like getting warped because you yeah. don't know what's going on now. And that's happened to me multiple times as well. Yeah. But I got to be, they got to hook me early for me to go through it. There are a few like book series slash movies that I've read. I think I've read the Hunger Games books, the Harry Potter books, and Wolf of Wall Street. I think you that's it. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. That's... You read all of those? Yeah. Th those are all the books like to movies that I've read. But those were also at a younger time. The Hunger Games one was probably to impress some girl. The Harry Potter ones was to impress my now wife. And, smart, and smart. Wall yeah. Street was just genuinely because that's my favorite movie. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one was... That's that, more but that's a great book because that book is written exactly like the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, from the get-go, it's just cussing and debauchery. <laughs> and you're like, wow, I don't think, this is the same thing. I don't think that's the order they did it in. <laughs> what? 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 Wolf of Wall Street? What? <laughs> Huh? So what's this movie? <laughs> I'm confused. All right, I'm gonna go into I'm gonna go into this movie again. This there's like major spoilers. I'm gonna go into. I'm gonna give a quick synopsis uh, of this one. God, I can't get over that. Ricky and I look exactly the same right now. Look at us, huh? Yeah, we definitely. Unplanned. Yeah, twins, totally great. The, the yep. chads and on I the love. Couch. <laughs> Bro, somebody called us. Be... Somebody called us chads one time in the comments, and I really? thought to myself, mm -hmm. "Wow, that is well, they, impressive." Scary. Well, they called me uh, a washed-up chad. That's what they I said. See that. And I was, "All right, cool. That's at least I'm not a bad. I'm a chad. Washed-up chad. I would actually be more respectful of." He's also yeah. forty. <laughs> As the oldest one in the room, he's forty. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I missed the memo on the dressing up. I did get the black shirt right though. Mm -hmm. Get yeah. some khakis on. There's probably some somewhere. I'll ask Brandon. I got khaki pants. We could have you go uh, put on real quick if you want. No. Look, no. We got. I'll the put. Memo. I'll put them on, and you can put on my khaki shorts I'm wearing right now. I got the sunglasses on. Don't worry about that. It's bright in here. Mm hmm. Very. It's not otherwise, that I'll just be looking dumb. The sun is in here. It's not that bright. Let me give the synopsis. Uh. 
So Killers of the Flower Moon is the uh, longest movie ever created. Uh, it is about a real life story that is horrifying that happened in the 20s in Oklahoma uh, against the Osage Native American tribe that inherited land that was uh, extremely wealthy and had a ton of oil. And every uh, every Native American who owned any oil became extremely rich. Uh, meanwhile, there are some... There's a lot of folks coming into town wanting a part of that oil and that money, and so they would find ways to either integrate themselves into those Native American families and then either slowly poison or just straight up shoot them in order to inherit the head rights and get the money. That's the whole story, and basically uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro are the two the two men spearheading this entire process uh, against Leonardo DiCaprio's own own wife. Uh, horrifying story. And that's basically it. That's what this whole thing's about. real wife. Uh, real, like, you know, real wife. It's a movie wife. The movie wife. In case you didn't know what I was talking... The, yeah. the movie a little, wife. A little correction, David. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's not murdering the family of his own, of his own wife no, in real life. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a true story, right? Whole thing. <clears throat> yeah, and so... That 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 part of it, I don't think is very much stressed in the movie, but the book is for sure stressed. Yes, and I was so actually reading the book. I it was very cool to have seen the trailer, then to read the book, then to see the movie. Because while I was reading the book, I was putting pieces of the trailer together and actually understanding the movie beforehand, which was really fun. The book though is built as a whodunit. Yeah. And the movie is not. Yes. And I think that for me was the most disappointing part. But if it was a whodunit, it would have made Tom White, the FBI agent, uh Jesse Plemons, who's Todd from Breaking Bad. Yes. Uh he it would have made him the main character if they did it as a whodunit. Cuz that man in real life went through an insane process to uncover the truth about the, these killings. So is he the main character of the books? Yes, in a way. Okay. They focus on, once he gets introduced, and this whole situation gets elevated to DC and to the FBI, he does become the spearhead behind this, and with insane pressure from uh, G uh, G Edgar Hoover, that's that's his name, I think. Yes. Uh, with, a, go on, this is the bet, keep going. Don't look at me like you're trying to hide it. Do it. Some ASMR right there. Hope that came through. Yeah, it, it definitely oh, did. Yeah. You guys are fine. My koozie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tom White would have been the main character then. In the book, he definitely is. Because the he, Interesting. Yeah. Uncovering this. It's like, in real life, it was like three years after uh, the two original shootings of Anna and Charlie Whitehorn. It took like three years for the FBI to get involved. Yeah, and you can see that in the movie as their kids, uh, the main mm -hmm. character's kids, grow older. Yeah. You, know, you can see the passage of time. So that is interesting. That's the only way that – because they didn't like even show what year this was all taking place. Nope. No, they said it – there was a vague mention at the end of the movie that was like 1921. Mm-hmm. 37. So. Well, it was – that was – and that's when Molly died. Yeah. Yeah. 1921 is when uh, – Ernest Leonardo DiCaprio marries uh, Molly. I'm pretty sure. That's like I told you. It's yeah. twenty thirty somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, you got it. The Book of Genesis, aka the first five chapters of this book, <laughs> go over that. 
Cool. Well, that was the thing about the book that I loved was so many characters got introduced. You learned about all of them in the first few chapters. And then the rest of it, you're like, okay, one of these people that got introduced is killing everyone. Yeah. Who is it? I don't know. See, one thing I loved in the book, though, that they did do in the movie, one thing I do remember from the book is how they described Molly's, or not Molly, uh, Anna's body mm-hmm. in that whole situation. And they nailed that, like, to a T. When she's dead and, yeah. like, completely defiled and yeah, everything. And they, and they say, describe all of that in the book. And I was like, there's no way they do that in the movie. And then they did. And I was like, oh. They did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the in book, the movie? they literally mm-hmm. talk about that all. I get the book. The only mention of that in the movie was at the end when they were questioned, right? By the FBI. No, well, they showed them like sawing her. They head were open. sawing her head. Yeah. But then later it, the FBI was like, oh, you chopped her into tiny pieces. Mm hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, that's dude. Every single every single main person involved with this group, every Every white man that was there in the town was involved with this. Those doctors, they were never charged with anything. It's extremely likely that they were helping to poison all of the Native Americans, which is why they were helping to, they carved up her body and quote, never found the bullet. Like originally, and a part that they cut from the, from the movie, I'm going to be that guy this whole episode, man, uh, was that. It wasn't one private investigator that came to the town. Like Molly was not the only person who hired the private investigator. When these murders started happening, it was like 50 that showed up. And the majority of them were hired by Robert De Niro, uh, Hale. Yeah. And all of them were finding their own leads. They all inspected Anna's body individually. It was, they all were bought though. Hale, who is like the godfather of the town. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like the crime lord. Yeah. King of the Osage Hills. That was his actual title. Yeah. 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 He kind of was a man of the people, but in reality, he was pulling the strings the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, who here, when you see the three and a half hour runtime, what is that? What do you think? What do you think going into the theater? What do you Anger. think? Anger? <laughs> I forget. I just, I try to not think about it, but man, I looked at my, I, I don't ever do this. You're, you're normally the one that looks at your watch during movies. Mm-hmm. I'm that guy. I was looking at my watch constantly like, oh my goodness. But that also was a factor to that this is the worst theater experience <laughs> I've ever had. I, I, ever so that's where we're going now? Theater. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about this. I could not focus on the movie <laughs> because of how bad the theater experience was. There was people talking, walking around, just yelling smoking in the theater i'd like to hear colton's perspective from this because colton what you were sitting directly next to the loudest uh uh person of doing this so uh, what was it what was that for you um it didn't bother me as much as ricky (laughs) because ricky has a a tendency to bit more distracted by things um so i was still able to follow what'd you say no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. That was uh, a good. So funny. That was so funny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so, go ahead and drink. Up. Yeah. Go ahead and <laughs> Cheers drink. to that. Yeah. Um. So I was still able to follow follow the plot line, but it was it was perturbing, uh, mm-hmm. to have people you know, constantly yelling during the he movie. He calls us snobs, and he says perturbing. <laughs> All right. I appreciate I appreciate I didn't come the here to get slandered. No, that's right? going to be the episode. Also, I don't call you a snob, all right? 
He calls me a snob. No. David is the movie snob. I'm the snob. And he's he admits it. Look, you're a little the, bit of a snob. Look, the internet has also called me a snob. Okay. I have been I called I a know. lot of things since we started really marketing the podcast. <laughs> I, the past few months, I've been called a lot of things, which yeah. has been fun. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a no, snob. David's the movie snob. You know, not the biggest movie snob, but of this group of individuals, mm-hmm. movie snob. Bad take machine. The, the fat That's guy. just the truth in it. Is. The fat <laughs> guy slash the bad take guy. No, no, he's a bad take you, machine. No, my my takes are usually fair. They come across fair. I have some pretty wild takes. I think I'm like one off wild takes. Okay. No. So anyway, the uh, the dude uh, and his group of people were were sitting in our seats when we first got there because mm-hmm. there's assigned seats or whatever. It started The experience AMC. started off bad immediately. Yeah. It's AMC. You pay for your seat. I paid for their like we brought people with us, Colton weighing one of them, mm-hmm. and paid for the seats. We just want our seats. That's all. I get it that you want to just sit where you want, but we paid for our seats. Let us have our seats. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's just kind of a stupid thing to it be is, yeah. upset Childish. about someone saying, "Hey, you're sitting in my seat," because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, bro, you are sitting in the seat. Yeah, just go one row behind. But whatever, it's not a big deal. You know, they were upset about it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Bro, we don't want to be separated. It's like, bro, we bought these tickets. Though. We we bought it. You snuck into the theater. Yeah. I respect it. I don't care. I understand. Yeah. Just we, move somewhere else. I understand that us four gentlemen walking in, we did show up right as the previews ended. 20 minutes have gone by Calculated. in the theater. Yeah. We know what we're doing. We paid so, for our tickets, though. So perhaps you thought, oh, n- there's a whole row here. No one's sitting there. So right. we'll just jump in. And then as the movie started... Hey, this is my seat. Okay. Yeah. Like one of them wanted me to show him my ID and then didn't. Hilarious. And then got up before I could say anything and then called me a very mean word. Yeah. And was I was like, I, I didn't even realize until I sat down. I was like, am I going to get a fight? I just sat there. I just sat next to the dude and I just sat there and I said, this guy's dumb. <laughs> so anyway, the dude I was sitting next to uh, at the beginning of the movie was like, hey, yo, that's my tribe. You know, because the movie involves Native Americans. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Kosei's tribe. And I was like, yo, that's cool. I like that. Nice. Go back to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he chimes in later to be like, hey, what they're saying right now is this. They're saying coyote. That that word means coyote because they yeah, don't provide cool. subtitles all the time in the yeah. movie. And I was like, nice, bro. Thanks for the insight, you know. And then some time passes. They leave the theater multiple times to, uh, you know, uh, do drugs or whatever the kids do these days. Whatever they, they do. Ripping, they were ripping. Whatever yeah, they dude, do. Yeah, yeah, the dude was ripping a jewel the entire time. Mm-hmm. And that's when things got wacky. You know? There's like these, <laughs> these intense... Wacky tobacco definitely was not a jewel. <laughs> yeah, there's these intense, like, you know... Uh, like two camera scenes with interrogations and stuff and where like the beats and the acting is very interesting. This is the most tense moment of the movie, yeah. by the way. And the whole time the dude's just like, don't say nothing to the cops. <laughs> don't say nothing. Snitch. Snitches. Snitch. But the best Snitch. part is that we broke these guys up who all sat together. So they yeah, were dispersed throughout the, the theater. So like two of them are in front of us. One of them's back. One of them's in the very back row and they're all yelling in sync together. Like, <laughs> Snitches, yeah, bro. Snitches, yeah, snitches. <laughs> and then the guy next to us is the one spearheading it mm-hmm. all. So the whole time yeah, he's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And at one point, somebody behind him was like, "Bro, can you please stop?" Mm-hmm. And he just completely ignored him. Yeah, someone yeah. went, "Hey, do you mind?" And just did not. Yeah. Well, at that point, you're absolutely zooted, and so mm-hmm. I recognized that, and, and I just didn't engage. Mm-hmm. I kept my eyes completely forward watching yep. the movie because what are you gonna do? There's nothing to complain. There's nothing guy. we can do. Yeah. 
I mean, you could complain to the manager, but I don't well, care. I don't care yeah. that much. Yeah. I don't well, care because I'm not invested in the movie. Personally, you you got uninvested because of I was everything very going on. Uninvested, and I was like, bro, at this point, if I go get a manager, there's 30 minutes left. It's just gonna ruin this experience for everybody. I and I and I'm not, I'm not willing to ruin the experience for everybody to like make a whole scene here. Who cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If for someone's me, gonna complain, I mean, there's be like, older I didn't people. like it. You know. So. If there's older people in the in the theater that would complain, so I don't need to do that, and I wouldn't do that because who cares? I was having it's a great a time. Movie. I paid nine dollars. <laughs> like, it's not a problem. These guys didn't even pay. I also no. started laughing at one point. Well, I started laughing, and then I just started watching baseball. I'm gonna be honest. Once the sorry, the car right outside just went by. I'm sorry. Uh, once the snitches thing started, because it was very clear that three of these gentlemen walked out of the theater together. Like the guy spearheading went and gathered up these these people in his posse, went out and then came back in, and suddenly were way louder. Uh, once that happened, and they just start yelling, snitches! Don't snitch in, yeah! During a very serious movie, not a comedy. All of us started laughing, <laughs> and then they started laughing, and during the most intense moment of this movie, <laughs> the theater is erupting in laughter, and all of us are laughing at these guys. They think we're laughing at the snitching, and... Yep. Yeah, this was a that was a wild experience today. Another crazy point was uh, these guys in the theater that were just ruining our experience. <laughs> Colton and I laughed because they they were just all yelling, and at one point it just became comical. It was past the point of like, bro, you're ruining this. So just like, this is hilarious. I don't mm-hmm. understand what's happening. And then the saddest part of the movie comes on, where you know a child dies. Yep. And that is like, personally, that's already heartbreaking enough. Mm-hmm. He looks over at Colton and I and goes. Oh, y'all ain't laughing now. <laughs> and I just completely ignored it. But I was like, bro, you were asleep half the movie. <laughs> That's that like he was literally asleep for almost half of that movie. And then all of a sudden just started turning the, the trigger onto us as we were being disrespectful. And I'm over here just like, dang, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like really feeling it. And then he just starts turning the trigger onto us. And I was like, Whatever. I didn't even acknowledge it. Colton looked at him and just gave him a death stare. But man, I looked at him. Wild. I didn't change my expression. I didn't say anything. I looked <laughs> back at the movie because I realized he's zooted. Like, mm-hmm. What's the point? Mm-hmm. I, I and just, then five minutes later, they walked out. Well, oh, sorry. The leader walked yes, out. I, he walked right. back in and went, all right, guys, we're out of here. Yeah. From the front row of yeah, the theater. Bro, mm-hmm. Hey, hey, we're out of here. And he yeah, walked over to the He's just like, bro, we got to go. We got to get out of here. It's bro. time to leave. Go. Time to leave, guys. And just a mental, like, ah, finally. Peace. The, I almost clapped. Yeah. I almost clapped Ricky once they left. Clap. Yeah. He I did. clapped. Yep. I clapped. Because that, I, I can't imagine sitting through three hours of this movie and then being, and then giving up and being like, Yo, guys, we got. It's over. Yeah, we gotta go. I don't go. think they realized how long it was. No, I don't think they knew. I think that's what it was, and they were like, "Bro, we gotta go eat dinner or something." Mm-hmm. Yo, this is too long. We gotta go <laughs> now. To be now, these people were not the only. Pe- I, I don't even care about the movie at this point. The experience of today was just so wild because along with this was, I think, I think the majority. Many of people in the theater seem to recognize this is going to be a long movie. If I need to get up and pee, just go do it. And so people were doing that constantly. But there was a 20-minute section <laughs> where 
<laughs> there was a 20 minute section oh my goodness. where one person would, would get up but what that would mean is I need to put down the recliner for some reason so they hold the button down the and in this theater it's going yeah they got the recliners at AMC yep. oh my god it squeaks you know, the know. whole time they get up and start leaving just as someone enters back in they sit down and they gotta put the recliner up uh, to get back up and just that cycle continued happening for 20 minutes straight and one guy every single time he got up which was probably five or six times during this three hour movie every single time he went oh sorry bro hey sorry man sorry man I don't mean to pass you my bad bro <laughs> every time he passed by it was just it took me out I, I stopped caring so I, I literally was watching baseball for the last probably twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah, you yeah. put on the game. Yeah, we saw it. <laughs> I yeah. just put on the game, and I was like, I, nobody cares in here anymore. Everybody gave up on this movie. I'm gonna give up too. And you know what? I gotta say, that's Scorsese's fault. How so? I don't know if it was. How elaborate? Just, the the theater experience for me was ruined, and I'm gonna have a hard time rating. I'll let you know. All right. <laughs> elaborate. For you, it's different because you are. ADHD, HD, HD. Mm -hmm. Colton has proven he's a Ricky expert. Right. Okay. Yeah. I he mean, won the this, bet. This should be uh, proof uh, enough. You honestly, know? next to my wife, Colton probably knows me the best. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, and probably bro, sometimes knows me better I, than I would go toe to toe with your wife. Yeah. I, honestly, because she your wife, I say, Carissa. She, she <laughs> assumes the best of me, so sometimes oh, she's yeah. off. Mm -hmm. But he definitely knows me just as well, if not better. Yeah. Oh yeah, brother. No. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I know. Okay. So yeah, Scorsese. Oh, brother. I mean, he comes out before the movie starts, right? Uh, not in person. That'd be cool, but no. No, he was in the theater. That's why this experience was so wild. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Scorsese came out beforehand yeah. in our little rinky-dink theater we were in. Yeah. That's After me. the previews, before the movie starts, Scorsese goes on screen, and he's like, it kind of felt like justifying to me, mm -hmm. honestly. Like justifying uh, the, the runtime you know, what he's about to do, like mm -hmm. a murder would, would do. Right? Uh -huh, right. Uh, he's like, Hey, you know, this was a really fun project. We loved this. We shot in Oklahoma, you know, this meant a lot to me. And I'm like, why? We want to be respectful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of native American talking here. We want to be respectful. Uh, did try. he even say that? He did. Yeah. He, yeah. He oh, mentioned, he, yeah, he okay. mentioned, he's like, we wanted to be respectful. We yeah. wanted to get this, the facts right. And that's cool and all, but I've never seen that in a movie. And I realize it's because he has to justify it like this is important cinema mm -hmm. that we're about to experience yeah okay so there may be moments that you know are not what you would consider cinematic greatness you know there might be uncomfortability you know you're, you're just gonna have to take it because i'm martin scorsese <laughs> all right and I know better than you about films i i love this take from you right now colton because because as we've said before you rarely ever go to the theater. Yeah. Right. Only with you guys. So we have seen that that happens more often for movies than you think. Oh, now. really? Yes. A lot. So it, it is a, a lot. The reason they do that is because it is a post pandemic thing. And there are several when it's like a big movie almost every time now they will have a before the movie thing where like the director and the leading man or the leading actor will be there and be like, we're so happy you're here. We're so grateful you're sitting in the theater where you are to celebrate what yeah. we did. And that it's a... Because movies it's, are all streaming now. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just grateful that you came to the theater to spend... Because they make more money... They make more money from the people the, who actually the go to the movies. And they do the streaming. That makes sense. Yeah. So they're just like, like Mission Impossible. They were like, look, we know in two months this is going to be on Paramount+. Plus. 
Mm-hmm. So we respect you for coming to see this in theaters and helping us justify that we need to keep making these movies. Thank you. Okay. It's totally a justification thing, and it comes off like that. I, I would say that just because it's Martin Scorsese, he's got a huge body of work. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, 120 years old. He's, you know, <laughs> he, he's a millionaire. He doesn't need anyone to come see his movie, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I, I understand that post-pandemic thing, and, you know, uh, that makes sense as a, as a... Do they do that in shorter movies? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, they it, still will do that. It's it's pretty common. I mean, like even like it's kind of jarring. It's kind of fourth wall breaking. It is. It's I, like, very I was, weird. I was weirded out by it. Like, you know, it's immediately. It's a pretty, it's pretty common thing. It's, it's it's pretty common. They come out and they do a little thank you for coming out to the cinema and blah blah. blah. But what's dope with it is sometimes they'll show like behind the scenes stuff briefly, which like they did for this movie. They showed some behind the scenes. I think the best. The best, I don't know what to call it, justification part of the movie was Mission Impossible, where they gave us, they showed some behind the scenes stuff specifically about uh, a huge car chase in Italy that they did. That was insanely difficult and they did for real. And they showed that beforehand. It's like, oh, I'm so hyped for this movie now. I'm even more hyped than I was coming in. Yeah, like they showed them talking to the city because they had a whole thing with the city being like, we're going to be respectful of your town. Mm Mm-hmm. We want you guys to enjoy the filming process too. Yep. Uh, this is what's going on. And they, they met the, the actors and whatnot. So it's pretty cool. So there's definitely a right way to do this justification thing before these movies. But it, it, if you don't go to the movies often, yeah. it's it's extremely jarring. Yeah. I offer that perspective of a person who doesn't really care about movies mm-hmm. self-admittedly. You know, I think they're a cool art form. Uh, but you know This one especially Too long it's So too long. It's too long This has actually been around Longer than COVID It's too long The, the intros <laughs> Really? Yeah they have Because I used to work In a movie theater In high school True the, I w- the true expert The yeah, true expert I, 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 I used to have to do these Before You did You be were You did the just The justification so On the screen call it Justifications They were They were just movie <laughs> intros Hey what's up I work here yeah. <laughs> Literally uh, Literally what we would do Is we'd walk out To the front of the theater And we'd have a little microphone And you'd just be like hey, Yes Hey, that's hey everybody Thank I've you for coming that. out to see the movie. I uh, saw it. We appreciate you guys. Um, we just want to let you know from the studio and from the theater, we appreciate you for coming out to see this movie in theaters. We hope you enjoy this, blah, blah, blah. This giving the, the basic spiel. Mm-hmm. But now they've moved it to doing this in person. Well, yeah, because doing that, you're asking the random teenager who's working at the theater to, be the, to be the charismatic speaker spokesperson yeah. for their movie. Yeah, we, hey, we up, eventually everybody? switched over to just doing it for big movie releases. We used to have a really like snobby um, film critic club that used to come to our theater and they'd rent out a theater like once a month. Okay. And they would bring out producers, directors, actors who do it. But it's not that amazing because they were like, oh, we made this movie. It's an Italian movie. So we brought out the Italian director and he's going to just tell you guys a little bit about this movie and you can do a and a beforehand. And mm-hmm. it was just, so it was really like film festival almost yeah that's like movies. an event that you're describing yeah and they dude they were the worst to work with because i was a projectionist so i had to be the ones to run their movies or their films <laughs> run their mics run all of that and they were just so snobby i was like dude you're in a small little theater for a bunch of 60 year olds colton <laughs> do you guys remember that theater <laughs> i know the theater you're talking about that you yeah, worked at yeah, yeah. Up there. i know what you're talking about i, I have to run the film there for those people man they were so snobby i hated working with those guys I'm so sorry. What? I don't know where my phone is. <laughs> I put it on Colton, the arm of the chair. Cash, you're telling this whole story, and Colton's I just, just realized. Oh, there we go. Okay. Colton's just looking around. Just, yeah. 
This is a the, tough episode. The phone's just gone. <laughs> the episode is great. From this your perspective, is it's bad. Off the rails. Bro, you just told a whole story. You're oh, totally here. Story. Dr- take drink up. Yeah, totally here. Hey. What's the title of this episode? Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower We're Moon. Not talk about it at all. <laughs> Look, I want to talk about it a little bit. Tell me what do you want to talk about, Cole? First of all, uh, cure for insomnia. Longest film ever made. 85 hours so okay i'm sorry so in in uh you know, real. speaking relatively you know this one not bad yeah that okay yeah you know? if if you're setting that as your well, what is the actual runtime for this movie because i thought it was just three hours i what thought it was three, three hours but it's three and a half yeah i think it was three and a half so that must take modern era because these movies there, there are old movies like that but like actual theatrical release movies i think the longest is endgame right uh before this if i'm well, is it? It's either Endgame or one of the Hobbits. Has to be. I have no idea for modern. We're probably wrong. There's probably somebody in the chat being like, "Oh, well, we are wrong." Colton hours. gave us Cure for Insomnia. We are yeah, wrong. Yeah, I'm talking like hours, actual bro. theatrical release that made more than you know a million dollars. I, I what do you you don't know anything about Cure Insomnia? I bet oh it did. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I know Endgame was over three hours. Oppenheimer was close. Was Oppenheimer was like close. three hours on the dot. Uh, I feel like the Hobbits were long too, right? In Lord of the Rings, I don't think they were that they long. If you did 30. the extended editions, and yeah, they were all That's, fifteen hours. Yeah, that doesn't count. Those will come out afterwards. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty sure Endgame. I know. Well, I know Endgame is the longest, obviously, like Marvel slash Disney movie. Yeah. Ever. I just so <laughs> reading the book. I was already hyped for this movie before reading it. Reading it though, I was like. I'm. It could be 15 hours. I'm gonna sit through this whole thing. I'm so excited now. No shot. I, but I was thinking during the movie. I'm like, there's no way the other guys in our group are enjoying this as much as I am. Nope. I don't. Right? Am I? Yeah. I'm no, correct. 100. Like Colton, you you see, you see two movies a year so far with us. Yeah. Colton is just our John Wick expert, which mm-hmm. is funny because one of the only movies that's come with us to see is a three-hour movie. All right. All right. That didn't feel like three hours. That's There's a difference. A difference. There's That's a, a big difference. I just. Oh. There we go. Perfect. I'm getting uh, Don't. information. Beer me up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Beer it up. Hold Thank on. you, uh, Gustavo. Thank you, Gustavo. <laughs> he's cool. He's cool. Don't worry. We got it. off the rails. Yeah, don't worry. We got I'm Gustavo. Yell at him. I swear. I, next time he does that, I'm yelling at him. Leave a leave a comment of what put you think the, about Gustavo. He cost put a lot of money floor. to keep. Gustavo costs a lot of money to keep with us, so let us know what you think about him in the comments uh, after you click the like and subscribe button. Uh, Bro, <laughs> this is, this is, cut this out. How many? How many? How many are you in right now? How many are you, are you up is, to? Okay, th- this is going to sound really weak for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but yep. I think this is four. Okay. Now, for me, for a man who hasn't drunk in a while, I've, I like, I I don't drink very often. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I do. I'm the kind of guy that likes to just, if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a bunch of beers or I, I, I like liquor more so than beer, mm-hmm. but I don't know the last time that I've actually drinking to get drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's been probably, probably since your birthday that we went, that we all went to Vegas. That's and, probably the last time. And I, I died. During. That was two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah, so uh, this is definitely... <laughs> he lost $50 I mean, at like that bar. Cheapest, this is like the cheapest beer of all time, too. And for some reason, Four Deep is just enough to get me going. So mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing about. wrong with that. No. There's nothing unmanly about that. I no. mean, you are one of the straight dudes. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. People have different tolerances. Mm-hmm. Look, no. my tolerance is very low, all right? I prefer Look, 
to just have a couple shots and just let the night ride, but this is something else. Look, too. you talk about your low tolerance. I dr- I don't drink at That's all. True, yeah. I don't drink at all. I don't do any prep for when it's time cheers. to drink. I'm not drinking that. Well, cheers to that though. Yes. Uh and then when it takes one drink for me to just get destroyed, as we saw in Vegas two years ago. <laughs> oh, that was something. Cheers, brother. <laughs> Okay, very good. Cheers. Yeah, where I just I'm drinking water, Red Bulls. Yeah, I have a higher tolerance for no reason. That was part well, of you the drink bet. more often. I, think I that, don't though. I really don't. you don't. No, he only drinks with us. Yeah, no. I, I every I have, now and again he may have a sip at home, but he really I really don't. I I don't have beer at home ever. You know, I I only drink ever when it's in a social setting and people are drinking beers. You know. I, I, it's just it's just a god given uh, talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, talent. Well, yeah. See, that's really. how I am too. I'm a social drinker. Mm-hmm. And Krissa used to hate me for that because she used to work at Bevmo, mm-hmm. so she would bring home like random beers to try out, really nice crafty beers and whatnot. And I would never drink them with her because the thought of just drinking one beer just sounds no fun. Krissa, mm-hmm. I will drink craft beers with you. Well, it's too late. She doesn't work. That's there a fact. <laughs> it, all right. <laughs> but you can drink with her. I mean, that, that's fine. It, look, I'm not the kind of guy that just likes to have like a beer and be chilling. If I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna I drink because it. it's gonna make me sick. I enjoy it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't mm. care for getting drunk. To be honest, I, I like beer. I I can't. I just. <sighs> okay. I have so, to do like mental prep. Killers of the Flower. Yeah. Killers. Yeah, of, no, we saw so, a movie. We saw yeah, a movie. What? what there's this is a. Uh, yeah, you guys go ahead and just get into that. This movie is three uh days long so where do we want to start really like you know i i would love to have a conversation with you guys about your thoughts on the movie because i think it's an important release as a martin scorsese film. Mm-hmm. maybe yes. the last one mm-hmm. to be honest he's got uh, another one not, coming out next the year last one there's already confirmed All right, never another mind. <laughs> movie another movie is coming out i believe next year yes but he may pass away before and it. it's Who knows? and it's by the same author who wrote this book so there's another movie coming out from the same author that he's doing with Leo as well. I think that one, it takes place on like a submarine though. I have no Sorry, idea. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. So where do we start story. here? Let me tell you. Okay. So I do have thoughts. Please. Uh, the book, again, I'm that guy. The book is, is a whodunit. Yes. And I loved that way more than I liked this movie. I understand that... It's easier, it's more appealing to make it known right away that, hey, Robert De Niro and Ernest Burkhart, they're run, or Leonardo DiCaprio, they are running the the killings. They're, this is all them. And the audience just knows and they're in on it now because then you get to do stuff behind the scenes. Uh, the whodunit part, though, makes Tom, that FBI agent, the main character, and the amount of stuff he still went through to to uncover everything was way more interesting. Tom, who didn't show up until three hours into the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought he was going to show up way earlier. Yeah. Because the, the bombing that happens that Bill and Rita Smith die during um, or happens to them, that's like the third killing that happens yeah. that it's known about. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. Anna, Char- Charles, and then them. It's very quick. And there's a whole thing that happens where I'm shocked that they didn't have this part uh, where there's stuff behind the scenes going on where Colton, I don't know if you remember the scene where they send a man to DC first. Yes. uh, McBridal. 
the He's movie assassinated, right? Yeah, the movie doesn't clarify what happened to him. He got killed. Who killed him? Oh, that's true. No one knows. I just assumed it was, you know, someone who, knowing the knowledge that I know now, Mm -hmm. I assumed it's, you know, Hale. Yeah, but during the trial and everything, Hale is never, Hale and their entire team is never tied to that killing. As well as when Bill is killed uh, with Rita, he doesn't die immediately, and they show that for a moment. He actually goes to the hospital, and also, since he doesn't die right away, the entire plan about stealing their head rights for their oil land uh, hinged on both of them dying immediately in the blast. Right. I had that thought, too. Like, he's not dead. He could give it up. Yeah. So, Rita dies, so it gets inherited to him immediately, and because of that, if he after he dies, it'll be inherited by God knows who. But there was another man that's not in the movie at all. I don't remember his name. I think it was, like, Vaughn, and he is working alongside Bill who's doing his own investigation stuff. Bill is in the hospital after the bombing only talk is telling everyone. I'm only going to talk to one person tell Vaughn to come in. We'll call him that. Uh, he comes in apparently tells Vaughn where all the evidence is and who's killing everyone and what's actually going on. Like he figured it out. And then when Vaughn goes, to get it and then expose everything because they mentioned that Bill's going to expose everything in the movie. Vaughn ends up on a train with the evidence and suddenly never appears again. There's That is an entire storyline that happens behind the scenes in this. And so there is so much going on behind everything that there's other people. It's Hale and Ernest Burkhart, Robert De Niro and, and DiCaprio, they are the ones who got caught is the main thing. What's basically understood about the situation is pretty much every everyone in the town was actively killing uh, the Native Americans. And the the death rate that they had there, the average death rate in like a a rich society in America at the time was like eight out of every 1,000 people might die in the, in the year or something like that. Meanwhile, in... The Osage County, it was 19 and a half out of 1,000. Just happened to be dying. Yeah. So I wish that we got more of that. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. I wish we had more of that. I don't. You know why? Because why? the movie was three and a half hours. That's the confusing thing about this movie is it's three and a half hours and... There was so much missing. Like, even I know, not having read the book, there was a lot that was glossed over. Mm -hmm. Like, just... I don't understand how this movie happens. Yeah. To be completely honest. Like, Martin Scorsese's a legend, of Mm -hmm. course. You know? His catalog speaks for itself. And then this movie happens, and I'm sitting in the theater. I was going in optimistically. Uh Uh-huh. You know? Even though I don't care. Scorsese. Mm -hmm. You know it's going to be good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, okay, this is going to be three hours... And a half hours. Uh-huh. But you know what? It's going to be cool. Like, it's going to be sick. There's going to be, you know, cool interactions with, you know, FBI guys and whatever's happening in the town. And that was not the case. Yeah. From, from the very beginning of the movie, uh, there was a very long scene between Leonardo and De Niro <laughs> just chatting, just mm-hmm. small talk. Yeah. You know, and some of it was substantive, but a lot of it was just filler to me like yeah. I get that it, it helps for the pacing of the movie you know uh, but the scene just felt too long yeah and there were a lot of scenes like that mm-hmm. where it's just like 
what are you accomplishing with this scene? Like you're you're it's very human, yeah. yes, but for the movie, the cinema experience, it's yeah. not giving me anything. Well, you know, I think the reason they did that, it feels like they were hinging the movie specifically on DiCaprio and De Niro, yeah. right? And so in the book, their interactions together and how Ernest got roped into this is not discussed no one knows they just know that Ernest was super involved with his uncle that's it so and the majority of this movie ended up being the dramatized portion of what potentially happened behind the scenes yep and like Martin Scorsese very clearly loves these two actors as well and wants to use them so do I so and I love that too so he made sure to use them I don't think that I don't think they focused in on the right things with this story the personally, I think the FBI needed to be more of a main part of the story. They were three hours. Dude, in. it took forever. We're we're like two hours into the movie, and the FBI. So the whole book is about is mainly about that this was the crime that like like got the FBI to That's even become a thing. Told me. That's what the title of the book is. I, I know the title of the book. And is so they're not like, even in it. The book three is hours literally in, like the, the FBI. Yeah, yeah, the front page is literally Killers of the Flower Moon. The case that started the FBI. Yeah. They, they described that right off the bat. And that is the coolest part about this because this was the first time they... Bro. And that's how I described it to everybody I know. I was like, it's the start of the, the, the FBI. Was, bro, I, bro, the... So Tom White is awesome, first off. Yes. Then scary. the whole situation with uh, Kelsey Morrison, I think is his name. Uh, he was the... Uh, he's the guy who actually shot Anna. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy who testifies in court at the end. Uh, he gets brought in like as they're figuring out the case they realize he's involved somehow bring him in for a deal and turn him into an agent an undercover agent for them who's then gets integrated back into Hill society and then they realize they have a mole it's this guy and well, he's that the, sounds sick that's awesome that the, sounds awesome the most messed up thing is that Blackie Blackie Thompson that's his real name that's, yeah, you can't say that okay well that's his real name the the FBI brought him in and managed to have him testify at the end about that Ernest tried to get him to kill uh, these people and tried to get him to do the bombing originally. Right. The fact that so Tom White did brought Blackie Thompson down without Tom per, White, FBI agent. Yes, did without permission to do that, and Blackie Thompson was like a known killer, and there was a potential for him to like vanish and try to run off yep. or become aggressive and potentially kill someone in the, during the transfer. So bringing him down and he actually getting him to testify was a huge risk for, on the FBI's side. And that was just not in this at all. And they established that in like chapter one. That is one of the few things I remember from that book is that Blackie Thompson is a bad guy. Yes. They're like, hey, by the way, there's this insanely bad outlaw out there named Blackie Thompson. The and, worst dude around. And he probably killed Anna. Mm -hmm. Like right off the bat, that's the first thing they do. They're like, oh, there's this There's person, a huge assumption person, about him. But Blackie Thompson probably did it considering that he's a known outlaw. So I, I just wish... And I don't outlaw Leonardo DiCaprio's character as an outlaw initially either. No, he's more so just like, oh, he's just married to, to the, uh, to the girl. Well, that's why I really think this movie needed to be more about the FBI and not expose who is behind the killings immediately. They exposed it right out of the gate with this movie, and the the book was incredible because I had no idea who was behind it. And then when the pieces come together and you realize it's Hale 
and Ernest, you can't believe it because that's Ernest's family and he's killing all of them. And he's he's implicit in all of this going on to the point where they bombed uh, his sister-in-law and brother-in-law. Yeah. And that's real. It and was as, horrifying. And as he's doing that, you're not even understanding the weight of a man who's putting hits out on mm-hmm. his own family. Yeah. You know, messed up people. You know, he knows what the consequences are, but he's still doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's the justification that he's under the thumb of, uh, of King. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's just not conveyed in the film. That emotion. Yeah. There's only one moment after the bombing happens mm-hmm. when he's really shaken up that you see that, you know, he's realizing the consequences. Yeah. And the next day he's good. Yeah. He's just back to, you know, lying about it like, oh, I don't, I don't know what happened. You yeah. Know? Oh, I have no clue. It kind of comes off as if the love is real for his wife. Mm-hmm. But of course the love it for is. her money is even realer. Mm. It's not even the money. It's not the money. I think the real factors at play is he does love this woman, his wife, but he's terrified of King and yes. what will happen to him. And mm-hmm. that scene, you know, when he says he's going to testify, <laughs> uh-huh. right, with the FBI, but then when King, he sees him again in court for the mm-hmm. first time in two weeks, he sees that, his lawyer puts him on the pressure, he immediately folds yeah. and says, I'm not testifying anymore, you know? They they did fabricate a whole lie about that they were being electrocuted by the FBI and everything in real life. Yeah. Brendan Fraser, the goat. Uh-huh. Bro. <laughs> they did have that. That was real, and he did end up testifying that and then turned around and was like, I'm sorry, I lied. No, I did kill those people. And why? Because of the fear of what King would do. Mm. That's the power that these mob bosses have always had, you know, the influence. There's nothing I can do. I could testify, but I I still won't be able to see my family. Like, they're going to kill me if I Mm. do this. You know, they're going to kill me. They're going to kill my entire family. Yeah. So you didn't really get to see that. Yeah. You know, you're totally right, and Brandon was right as well. It it should have been a whodunit. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing you learn in writing classes and stuff is, you know, stories typically need to have a rise, they need to have a climax, mm-hmm. you know, a fall, and a conclusion. Mm-hmm. This movie did not have that. No, I felt like there, there was, was no climax. There was two and a half hours of filler. Yeah, yeah, of buildup. Like it was just everything in between. There was the the even the music. The score going behind a lot of the dialogue. What score? There was like a <laughs> very subtle, weird score. What score? There was like a very subtle music happening behind, the, maybe like the middle hour and a half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That in those scenes in most movies feel like, oh, we're just it's a transition scene. Yeah. It's like oh, we're going from one big event to the other, and there's just like a subtle music in the back, and we're having a little dialogue. Yeah. But that, it was expanded for like an hour and a half. And I was just like, oh my goodness, when are we going to get to the plot? Yeah. Yeah, they were getting too artsy with it. Like, it would be a scene of of normal dialogue, you know, between two human beings. And then real quick, someone gets shot. Yep. And then we're back to, you know, dialogue. And the, and the, uh, the, the contrast between those two scenes is cool, but it does nothing for the plot. Yeah. Like, what? It's yeah. just, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. I didn't know if you guys, I watching it and like, I, in the background, I'm like, oh yeah, I know who did that. I know who did that. And I'm putting the pieces together. And I was, I was unsure if you guys were going to understand, if they fully 
communicated to guys who did not know the full story. If you guys I knew, got it. okay, so. I was able to follow it. Okay, I understood what the plot was. I think I was mostly confused on the fact that it was three hours long <laughs> because that because there was times where I was telling Colton like, I don't get what's going on mm-hmm. because isn't he the bad guy and we know that he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So what is all this filler? Yeah, because everything just felt like filler in the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, I was just confused. But also the the theater was so crazy that I just could not follow. You know, all of this comes back around to a constant theme that we've had with movies recently. Stop making three-hour movies. Yes, I've Stop been making three-hour movies. All right. You have to earn that. Yep. And being a very big director does not give you the that earning. 100%. The story does. John Wick earned it. That yep. movie could have been four hours long. I wouldn't have noticed. Marvel earned it with the three and a half hour endgame. Yeah. I know you're not super into that, but the majority of people I, were I fine was with at it. One time. See, mm-hmm. I Same. think I think Scorsese has earned his three hour title slots. Nope. I just don't think that this story needed to be three hours. I mean, you're right. Wolf of Wall Street was was three hours. Yeah, but that movie just progressively like gets. Progressive. Yeah, that movie slaps. But that doesn't feel like three hours. No, that's what I'm movies. saying. It doesn't feel like three hours. It does. So, so when I saw that this movie was three hours, I knew the book was boring, but I was excited to read to watch the movie because it's Scorsese and he has my respect for a three-hour movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the story needed to be three hours, and I think that's evident in the fact that they wrap up the entire movie in five minutes at the very end. Yeah, in a little just skit. Yep, that's like that, a great point. Like that to me, that made me mad. It made me mad that we wrapped up the most important parts of the entire film in five minutes in a little skit because I was like, what was the point of the three and a half hours I just sat here for? Yeah. That's a great point. For you to wrap this up in five little minutes of just a comedy skit. And it was the best part of the movie. This is a huge point. You brought it up at the end of the movie. Like this would have been a better, because what it was is a true, a true crime retelling you know, of kind of the events that happened. Yeah, they were doing a radio. Timey, they were doing a radio play. Of yeah, old timey radio, like, like a true crime ah, podcast. Bing, 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 bing. And yes. Ricky was like, "The whole movie could have been this," and I couldn't agree more. Uh-huh. And that was the best take I've ever heard. Even if that's how they shot it, it would have felt more so like a Wes Anderson film if they had shot it that mm-hmm. way. Of like, and then we find out that he's been drugging or poisoning his wife, and then we cut back to the movie. Yeah, that would have been way more interesting to me if they had shot it that way. And even at the beginning, they go into title cards. Of the movie, and I yeah. thought and they immediately, just dro- and then they just drop it. Yeah, I thought immediately, <laughs> oh, cool, he's gonna tell the story through title cards like this with little snippets. Yeah, and I thought that'd be interesting, and that's a Scorsese thing to do. I mm-hmm. mean, you guys have seen Wolf of Wall Street, you know yeah. that's how he he does it. It's a good movie, but good movie. this movie just felt like I was in so much filler. Yeah, what's frustrating about the end, the the whole true crime podcast thing of wrapping uh, the story up, is that that could have started at any moment in the film. Mm-hmm. So why did he start it there? Well, because the movie's three and a half hours long. We have to we have to finish it. Yeah, we have four and a half hours if I do this ending. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know we can't end it in the same you know dramatic style that we've been shooting the rest of the movie in. So we're gonna do the true the true crimes. We'll do a comedy portion. Which was cool. I like it was it was dope. And I I I've actually been watching some some true crime lately. Oh, Uh, and uh, I agree. It would have been great. Yeah, I, I think. I would have loved to have seen the movie shot that way because once he introduced it, I was like, huh, this is the most interesting part of the whole movie. This yeah. is fun. I think there needed to be some kind of different framing around the movie in general to, to, uh, what's the word? 
to just push the plot forward a bit more where we could have what you said of continue going back to this audio this radio play that we're doing in order to fun. just move yeah. to the next move to the next portion instead of all the filler to get there because straight up the story is not it's not insane action or debauchery like previous films of his it's uh, yeah the random shots of a guy is walking and then a gun and we just shoot him in the back of the head and that's the action that's it because that's what the situation and really that's was. Fine. Mm-hmm. I thought the story was actually pretty fun. Not fun as the wrong word. Oh, it was so fun. I love this murder. story. Uh-huh. Uh, this true, know, terrible event. It's, it's a very interesting real story that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That no, was, it was awesome. The, the, the cinematic yeah. experience of it was not there. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Which is unfortunate because I, I didn't mind that this movie was three hours long. I really did. That's insane. Like going into here, it, here comes the no, bad no, take no, machine. No, no, no. <laughs> going into it, I didn't mind that it was three hours long okay. because it's Scorsese. Mm-hmm. After watching it, I realized, wow, this did not need to be three hours long. And yeah. if this was three yeah. hours long, why did we not just include that? Like that that last five minutes. If that was included into the movie, that'd have been fine because that'd have been the last half hour yep. of wrapping up the story. Mm-hmm. I'd have been fine with that. But you're telling me that we put three hours into this and you just, you, you can't, you have to fit in two more hours to yeah. wrap it up. So you're going to summon it into five minutes. That made me mad. That felt like I, disrespectful almost of my time. Well, with that note, should we get the banana meter in here? Before we do, I okay. want to say one more thing. Say it, say it. The biggest sin of this movie. Oh, I could talk about it for days. A sin. Yes. Wow. The biggest sin. The biggest sin. A sin. Is that. Moon. It was just so boring. <laughs> it was so boring. I mean, Ricky was checking his watch, you know. <laughs> I was typing messages to Colton the whole time. Mm-hmm. Bro, yeah, we were we were just texting, honestly. I, I mean, will admit I checked my watch. Yeah, because... You can't help it, you know? It was so boring. A movie like John Wick... <laughs> We're always gonna go back to it. I'm sorry. We're always it's gonna go back movie, to it. It's the only thing I have in my frame of reference. It's a perfect movie. Yeah, for you, you know? that for you that makes sense because John Wick is a totally different category, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like that makes sense. Yeah, you it's come not out even the fact that it's action. I'd be cool watching a dramatic movie. I like you know all sorts of of movies if they're done right. Mm-hmm. But this one was just so boring. Mm-hmm. You know, it did not grab my attention. The scenes, it just felt like. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, that, that's because why I love your opinion because you come out to the theaters three, maybe four times a year to a movie. Not even one or two, dude. We also had so many scenes of Molly just in bed, just dying, and it's yep. like I understand the situation. We don't need to keep coming back to that over and over again because at some point she's gonna get better or she's gonna die, and we need to move towards one at of one those point, options. At one point, Ricky thought she died. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> and then she's in the next scene. <laughs> she's like, Ricky's like, bro, she just died. <laughs> and then she's in the next scene. I texted him. Yeah, bro, I have the text. <laughs> like, show it. I'm not the kind of guy, like, I get it. And during a movie, we're normally, like, whispering here and there. Yeah. It's not too bad. Like, we're respectful. We know if there's people next to us, we don't really talk a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, we're good about like, it. Like, the theater's full, so normally we wouldn't talk. Mm-hmm. But once these guys started just yelling and everybody in the theater just started just talking around and then high schoolers snuck in halfway through the movie mm-hmm. and sat in the front row and talked and text the whole time. And then left. I was like, you know what? The respect of the of cinema 
has left the room. I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just be on my phone. I'm glad you were able to uh, protect your character like that. <laughs> well, You're a good guy. I respect I respect the theater enough yeah, to really not be on my phone a whole lot, with the exception of me drafting my my fantasy football team. No, that that's was, understandable. That that's was understandable. Look, the guys, the true boys mm -hmm. out there, they know you no, can always draft no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I usually have a good boundary of respect for that. But this movie... It wasn't even the movie. It was just a theater experience as a whole that I just was like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm just going to yep. get my phone. I'm going to mm -hmm. text Colton. I'm going to watch the baseball game. I, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm not invested. And and I and I feel that sucks to me because I love Martin Scorsese and I really wanted to watch this movie. Yeah. So my rating will have a big asterisk next to it. Mm -hmm. I want to watch this movie again on my own in my own time and see if I enjoy it more. But you're going to wait for it no, to you stream. don't. Well, I know I There's will. There's no way you want to watch it. I promise you again. I will watch it again. I... I love how we seen how he, how your promises work out before. Yeah, but, no, but this one I'm always on. I've rewatched a lot of the movies we've rated. Yeah, that's true. I, I I'm pretty good at rewatching movies. Is this the longest movie you guys? Have Although seen? I may not rewatch it only because it's going to go to Apple TV and I don't have that. I I to to what you said. I don't technically know because last week we watched the Continental. Which was four and a half hours, yeah, and that was that. that was more boring than this, bro. It was no, dude. Was it was it. hard. I to, get it, but I wouldn't count it. Okay, but as a that it's bad, as a movie, uh, as a movie, yes, this was the longest one. This felt longer than Oppenheimer. I don't know if that's facts, but it did feel way longer. It probably was, right? I I think this one does. Uh, I mean, the did movie, pass Oppenheimer, but they were close. When I Let's when check. I'm in the theater at 1:40 p.m. and I don't leave it till 5:20, I was just that was like, insane. Oh, bro, I insane. couldn't believe my my clock. Insane. Three hours. I was like, all right. I thought it was three hours. Thirty. Not the no no no, 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 no. That was insane. We should wrap. We should get the banana meter in here. I'm interested to rewatch this again. Okay. I, I probably that is insane to me. I, I, I will rewatch so it again to give I'm it its proper I'm looking forward respect. to you trying to watch it again. Uh, I, yeah, I want to again Bro. to give it its full respect because full the respect, theater, the says. theater just the movie took sucked. me so out of it. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> Bro, I don't. <laughs> you let's, don't need to give it your respect, let's, bro. Let's give it. Let's give it the banana meter rating. All right, all right. Look, the minions are right there, and they're holding the banana meter. They're like, "Can we bring? Can we bring it in?" This is your first episode. Right. I'm so sorry for everything going on. Let's just go ahead and get video. the minions. No, in here. dude, this <laughs> wasn't a video. This wasn't a video. <laughs> Yeah, just put it down, just put it in, it's all good. Wow, no. look at them, huh? They're just uh, over there just uh, doing their thing. They're doing here. their Bunch thing like usual. Yeah, you see them over mm -hmm. there in the they're, closet? They're right they there. The oh, they're off camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. they can't, well, they can't come in. camera shy. They can't they, come they, into the light because they'll melt, too. Uh, and they're camera shy. They don't like the camera. They just oh, place the see. banana meter down. Put it down right there. Give it to Colton. Give it to Colton. But Go ahead, take that. Yeah, Colton, hold that. Just put that down. Just put that. Colton, just keep your. It, it'll melt I'll if they see it. So frame. just yeah, if you yeah. could keep doing that this whole time, that'd be great. Thank you. No, that one just shot. All right, if you guys are gonna shoot each other, go in the right. go in the other room. Good. They, Why are yep. they shooting each other? Yeah, they do it over. They do everything like in the frame. The frame of the closet there. That's where they live now. Let's start this off. Banana rating doesn't answer. My I'm gonna question. give it. I'm gonna start it because okay. I got a big asterisk next to my rating. Mm -hmm. I'm just slapping it at a 50. I was. I, That's dang. hilarious. This I is can't. this is rough for me because I was not invested in the movie from the get go mm -hmm. because of everything that happened in the theater took me out of it. Yes, which I hate that. Mm -hmm. I hate that as my official review. Well, you can't put that in the review then. You have but, to but look that's at it the objectively. thing is, I couldn't focus on the movie at hand. I'm going to so sit down I'm the a, banana I'm going to just throw it at a 50. <laughs> I appreciate you Take it or leave it. Yeah. Please go watch the movie because some people are going to really love this movie. It's a Scorsese. Everybody, people, really? 
some people are so blind to just admitting that a movie is bad, even though it's a Scorsese, that they'll just be like, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Those people are crazy to me. To me, I'll rewatch it. Yeah, I mean, there are people who say uh, Suicide Squad was good, so. But that's know. not a Scorsese. It doesn't count. <laughs> oh, you like Suicide Squad? No, I'm saying. Because that was my point is Suicide Squad was an objective. This is the same movie. thing with. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think the same issue happened with Oppenheimer. I think most people didn't get the movie, but because they saw the name Christopher Nolan, that we have to immediately be like, this was the greatest movie I've ever seen. Otherwise, I'm going to be perceived. We as didn't dumb. understand his his uh, genius. Yeah, uh, what so people I'm, say. I don't want to sound dumb, so I'm just going to say that this was a great movie. That's the same thing that with happens. Scorsese. People people are the same way with Scorsese. They go, I didn't understand it, but I'm not going to admit that it was a great movie. It was a masterpiece. Those people are cinema. stupid, bro. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to land it at like a fifty. I'm a little bit. I've had a lot of drinks. You have, yeah. I I was very out of the movie very Stop. quickly. <laughs> and that's not the movie's fault. It's okay. It's the people in the audience's fault. I'll rewatch it again and I'll give it a real rating, but that's where I'm going to leave it. Thank you. When you do finally watch it, we'll, we'll bring it up in a new episode. We'll bring it up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Keep All sipping right. away. Colton, you want to go or me? All right. I, Hold on. Are you okay? You okay? You guys are being rude. You okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Get in. Get in here. Yeah, that's touching me. I yeah. They keep, like when that. they come out, it becomes right. a lot. All right. Go ahead. All right. Uh, can you zoom in? There's just a weird empty. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <sighs> My reading? Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear yours, actually. You want me to go first? Yes, please. All right. Just a so, couple of boys. <laughs> no, this is perfectly fine. This was the, the other option for today. So We yeah. were going to do this episode in David's bed. Mm-hmm. And I think that was only, another option. I yeah. think the only reason we didn't do Vito. it was because it would have been a lot of work to it Vito been, the mics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it wasn't because Colton vetoed it. Vito. <laughs> we wouldn't have cared if you vetoed it or not. I'm already on it. I don't like this already. <laughs> and I initiated it. All right. So, for me... I was able to give this a lot of benefit of the doubt because I read the book. I am shocked I actually read it, that I was forced into that situation, and the book turned out to be wonderful. Sorry. Continue. Good thoughts. Uh, So I was super hyped. I was very... I was very off the rails for me. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I was trying to... I was trying to give it the, the benefit of the doubt. The I really do think that they missed the mark by focusing too much on the killers instead of the FBI. I think that was a huge element of this movie that just sucked. Uh, and even then, yeah, Scorsese is great. Leonardo DiCaprio is great. Robert De Niro is great. Doesn't hold this movie together. Legends. They're legends, legends, and I love all of them. It's, I'm not. Re- I'm not going to tell anyone to go see this movie. It's too long. I was able to sit through it despite our horrible theater experience and everything today. I was still able to focus and be hyped because I actually read the book. No one else has. So for that, I give this a thirty. Wow. Like I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoy the story. I think they executed it bad. Knowing what the story actually is, I I have too much info. That's the problem. I have too much info. And that's funny because you're going to be one of the rare cases of people who have read the book and watched these movies. Here's the thing. I liked it. I want to make that clear. The movie is the not movie? The movie is not good. You like the book. I like the book. Okay. I like the you story. Can't say I'm going to make that clear and then be completely vague. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh I I enjoyed it yeah. because I enjoy seeing the acting, the filler. When we see that. two good actors talking with each other, I enjoy that. Yeah. Is that a good movie? No. 
I don't think so. And for the yeah. common consumer, like Colton here, who goes once a I year to put the me theater, a notch above the uh-huh. common consumer. Because you've seen two movies this year now. You're below yeah. common consumer. Mm-hmm. I would consider common consumer goes out to see the big Wait, movies. What? Well, not to derail you, but I have a little bit more of an understanding of the artistic, you know, portion of it. Because I am you a know, creative man. Yeah, creative as mm-hmm. opposed to you know somebody who, who who is just going to see a movie. I do see it from the perspective as someone who has a friend who's an actor, you know, who's seen stuff like that and and appreciates the craft, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it would put me a notch above the average viewer. Not to derail you. No, that's okay. okay. I basically said everything we I wanted to say. Whole okay, like this. This is great. This is nice. No, this I don't cozy. like this at all. Well, you're the one who initiated. Like, I, I really like hate this. this. Well, well, give us your. It was a bit your... because the stupid minions were touching me. They I were didn't like it. Dude. Yeah, they, they were. were t- to that's what happens. Shorts and stuff. Yeah, well, now you're here. What about you? Your review. My review. Super fan movie expert. Uh, on the banana, banana. Mm-hmm. Banana. How many bananas? Zero to a hundred. Oh, 100 being the best, zero I, being the worst. I, I knew I was coming on the podcast, but I didn't prepare a banana score. You didn't have to prepare. I usually We usually give it spur of the moment. Okay, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. it's I really hate... Oh, gosh. You got this. I would say probably in the 20 to 30 range. Okay. The movie was just so offensively boring. <laughs> and here's the thing. If it was an offensively boring movie that was an hour and a half long... It wouldn't be that severe for me, you know, like I wouldn't be that offended. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's three and a half hour movie of just nothing happening, like like the exciting, the exciting stuff is happening in the background. You know it and they might do a quick scene of it and then it goes immediately back to this stupid family mm-hmm. that I don't care about. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's cool. But also, like, the FBI showed up. What are they doing? Oh, we get one scene of them having a meeting. Mm-hmm. That's it. Thanks, Scorsese. 20 to 30. I will, that's my... That's I will my... give a reminder. The FBI is the most important part of the entire story, and we looked over them the yeah, entire FBI, time. Yeah, FBI, famously, uh, very interesting stuff going on there. We're Did, not going to talk we about We didn't that. talk about it at all. Historically, on the podcast, your ratings are the most vague ratings of all time. Yeah, because I don't do this, bro. Yeah, you always end up giving them like a range, two different numbers. Yeah, because I'm gonna be honest. Look, twenty to thirty is still at one point you were like, this movie is a thirty, but it's also a (laughs) ninety. Yeah, yeah, you're you're so off. That would be for the vampire movie. Yeah, yeah, the Nicolas Cage vampire. Yes, uh and I stand by that rating. Okay, (laughs) not a good movie. I forgot we saw that. Hilarious experience. To be fair, Ricky, that's kind of the rating I just gave in a way. I get it. I I enjoyed it, but the movie's bad. See, the three hours for me is not the problem. It's the movie itself. Mm -hmm. I like three hours. If it was three hours of good, that's what I'm saying. It's offensive that it was that long and that bad. Like Wolf of Wall Street's my favorite movie. Love it. Three hours long, and you can you. Irishman? It does not feel like that. You guys nope. ever seen The Irishman? No, I've heard it's just no. too Great long. Great movie. No, with over three hours. Underage uh, Robert De Niro, like they unaged his face yeah, or whatever. They CGI mm-hmm. him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it's pretty hilarious. funny. But that movie is great because it's The Sopranos but movie form. It's, mm-hmm. it's just the same thing. <laughs> it's awesome. Have oh you put God. The Sopranos on the banana meter, dude? If the, we uh, have the, not. The, the Sopranos is not on the banana meter. It's its own scale. That that show is perfect. I will stand it's by it. The, I love the big CD. The big CD meter. It's the Carmela Soprano meter. Look, the Sopranos is in a league of its own, okay? People who don't 
who don't like the show just don't understand it. That's not a hot take. That's just a very base take. <laughs> if you don't understand The Sopranos, it's not for you. You just don't understand. People who don't like the show probably wouldn't watch it, I feel like. It's so innovative. There are so many things that movies and shows how do nowadays that The Sopranos did, did years We're gonna ago. We're going to get so I don't know how we got Love here. I could talk about The Sopranos. I know you guys. That's so, I know you guys. That's <laughs> its own episode. You, you will hate the show and love it at the exact same time, and it will make you mad. And you'll end it and be like, God, I hate that show, but it was so perfect. <laughs> With that, thank you so much for listening to Straight Dude Date Night. We do hope you enjoy. Thank you. thank you for having me. Thank you, Colton Wood, for coming on the show. Super fan movie expert. We appreciate it. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Ricky Rivera, for starting a bet that he could not complete, forcing me into reading a book and him into drinking. Hey, if there's one thing I do in this world, it's... Yep. Good note. As always, if you haven't already, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Tell I'm a friend. Subscribed. He is subscribed. He just subscribed today. Yep, just tonight. He's number 170. So thank yes, you, sir. Mr. Wood. You got it. Uh, tell a friend. If you listen to the if you listen to the audio, be sure to leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That's oh, always super God. helpful. And like our stuff on social media and follow us there. I'm dying. And Ricky is dying. Had three beers. So thank you so much for listening. Oh, Have a great day. We love you. Oh, Bye-bye. Oh,